Welcome to the State of Business with the Ohio Society of CPAs. I'm Jessica Salerno, Senior Content Manager at OSCPA, and this is the show where we bring you the latest news impacting the business and accounting world from top experts. And after you finish this episode, please rate and review us on whatever podcast app you're using to listen. In this episode, I spoke with Lori Kaiser, CPA, founder and CEO of Kaiser Consulting, and a member of the OSCPA Executive Board. Lori and I discussed the value in learning new behaviors and how that can be easier said than done. We talked about pushing beyond your comfort zone, continual learning as you grow in your career, looking to others on ways you can improve, and much more. Here's what she had to say. Sometimes the behaviors that got you to one place in your career, um, when you move forward, those behaviors aren't going to get you to the next level. So you constantly have to be growing and shedding, you know, learning new behaviors and shedding old ones. Um, People ask me, how do you know if you need to shed behaviors? Um, And I usually say, if you're not on the trajectory that you want to be on in your career, what you need to do is look internally. Um, There are going to be those things possibly in your company um, that might be holding you back. But first, it's always great to look internally. And if you're feeling like um, you're not on the trajectory you want to be on and you're not making the contributions that you think you can make, you need to look internally for what are my behaviors that are holding me back. And was this something that you had to do and and learn yourself? Definitely. As I grew my business over the years, I found that sometimes my business was on an upward trajectory and sometimes I was flat. And so when the company wasn't growing, I sort of had to look internally about, you know, kind of what needs to change in the business to get it right back on track. And usually that is investing in people or processes. Um, And I would make those changes, but it also usually meant that I needed to move into a new role as I hired people to take over some of my, the things I was doing before. And that usually meant in a new role, learning new things. Um, And that doesn't really come naturally because you like to do the things that you already know that you do well and doing the things that are outside your comfort zone kind of takes a constant, you know, push in the right direction. And even I would notice I would learn a new skill, but then I would slowly gravitate back to some of the things I used to be doing because they're more comfortable. So I would say if you're not feeling outside your comfort zone, then you're probably not changing enough. Change is something that a lot of people are uncomfortable with. And again, like you mentioned, people want to do the things that they're good at. Do you think maybe people have this perception that they can evolve throughout their career without maybe intentionally pushing themselves for that change to learn these new behaviors. And, and as a result, maybe they, they miss out on some of this growth that they think that they'll just get like naturally without thinking about it. I think that's one of the big misconceptions that it's going to feel fine as you grow and change. I think, and most of the people I talk with, um, it's always a little uncomfortable. And so what you want to think about is, is that as I'm growing and changing, it should feel uncomfortable. And if you don't keep going, if you stay in your comfort zone, you're not going to be able to change. And so knowing that everybody else feels uncomfortable and that's like how you should feel, you know, it's sort of like the courage factor. You can't be brave and moving forward until you feel a little of the fear about changing. So, um, the 
the people that embrace that fear, acknowledge it, know that that's normal, but still move forward, those are the people that are gonna be successful making change. Um, there is actually this thing called the success delusion. Um, people feeling like, hey, I'm, my career's going fine, I've gotten this far, so maybe I don't need to change. That is a delusion, and what you, you do need to change to move forward. That kind of reminds me of the uh, image that sometimes you see on LinkedIn where it says what people think success looks like, where it's just a straight arrow like pointing upward and, and there's another image right next to it that says what success actually looks like and it's a bunch of like squiggly lines and it's all over the place like those things aren't always going to maybe come naturally it sounds like or evolve in the way that you would expect yeah i i definitely think you're right success is a lot more than what people see or post on linkedin um, success is constantly working on building your network no matter how big it is and asking your network to help you get to the next level. And sometimes, you know, those things can feel uncomfortable and, um, you know, like you're using somebody. But really, I always um, think about the fact that if someone reached out to me, I'd be happy to help them. And so the people that I'm reaching out for assistance, um, they'd probably be happy to help me too. So that, that helps me do it, even though I'm initially not feeling like I want to. And when we talk about sharing success, like you mentioned, kind of reaching out to people maybe for help, that, do you think that that's another um, barrier that maybe some people have a hard time overcoming? Like it's so, it's great when you see all these things on LinkedIn about all these achievements and things that people have been recognized for, but it can be harder to share the messier stuff, the things that you're still learning. Yeah, I definitely think that is true. Um, I, I always try to share some of the messy stuff because um, I learn the most when I make mistakes and it's kind of messy and ugly. And if you share that with people, um, you know, they start to see, oh, well, I'm not, every time I try to make a change, it's not going to go well. I'm going to um, have wrong turns and I'm going to do things wrong. Um, but it's the persistence of keeping trying and keeping at it that is gonna make you successful in the long run. Nobody gets it right the first time. Absolutely, and that also makes me think that hopefully wherever you're at in your company or organization that you have leaders in the organization who support that, who understand, you know, as people are trying to grow and get better at their jobs, that their growth is not always going to be perfect. Yeah, definitely. I think you, no matter what stage you are in your career, you need to be spending a part of your time and probably the majority of your time doing a great job at your current job, but you also need to plan ahead. Where is it that I want to go? What kind of people do I need to connect with to get there? What kind of skills do I need to get there? Um, I need to make sure that people are knowing that I'm doing a good job at the thing that I'm doing because, you know, sometimes you have to um, be a little vocal about that because just doing a good job and putting your head down doesn't mean that people will notice. And is that another aspect that could be, you know, a learned behavior for someone is even just letting people know that they're doing a good job? Yeah, that definitely is. Uh, it's sort of the old, if the tree falls in the forest, did it make a sound? You know, if somebody does a good job at something and no one knows about it, 
you know, you don't get a lot of credit for that. Um, I definitely think you have to figure out how in your organization is a culturally acceptable way to talk about your accomplishments. And I think that can really vary based on the company. Um, and you also have to figure out kind of how you're comfortable with that. Um, when I first started talking about some of my accomplishments, it felt awful. I actually would write down on little note cards things that I wanted to say about myself and practice them so that they kind of rolled off my tongue if I practiced them. If I didn't practice them, they felt awkward and, um, you know, just not the way I would say things. Which I think is a good point that, you know, these learned behaviors, these things that you can do to grow as a professional is on a spectrum. Some people might think, oh, I need to do like X to get to Y, but something like, which some people might perceive as, you know, a soft skill is getting better at talking about the things that I've accomplished and the things that I've done well. That can be a really crucial learned behavior for your growth. Definitely. I, um, I speak a lot and some people will come up to me and say, oh, you're so good at that. Um, and I make sure to tell them, especially if I can sense that they're nervous about, you know, growing that skill themselves. I always make sure to tell them I started out talking to high school classes because I didn't really have skills in this area. Um, you know, and so I got comfortable with a small group of 20 or 30 people and then I moved up to bigger groups. And if you can kind of show that, um, you might think somebody has these great skills that they, you know, just innately had, but really the most people that have great skills practice a lot at whatever they're great at. Yeah, and that just reminds me earlier what we talked about a few minutes ago when you don't always see, you know, that practice of people. You kind of see just like the end result and you're like, oh my gosh, they're so great at this, but you didn't necessarily see all the messy parts that came before it. Exactly. Well, the, the messy parts, um, the, the hundreds of hours practicing to go into a, a speech, you know, the practicing on the things like, you know, keeping your, um, your hands moving and, and the tone of your voice. There's so many things that go into any one skill. And when we talk about learned behaviors, are there any that pop up for you that are really popular that you hear a lot of professionals kind of say, this was a, a learned behavior that I really had to develop? Maybe overvaluing expertise. So you can be great at your job and that's good, but you need to be great at your job and focusing in on that sort of where are you going. So that's definitely one of them. Um, also, building rather than leveraging your relationships. Lots of people are good at building their network, but they're not good at reaching out when they need to utilize their network. Um, and also, some people have a, a perfectionist trait. So, um, working on something, you know, getting it to perfect, when a lot of times I always tell people 80% is good. Let's put it in at 80%, see how it works, and then we'll make some adjustments after that. Um, if you spend too much time perfecting something, by the time you get it put in place, it might even be obsolete. We'll be on to the next thing. 
which probably a lot of perfectionists struggle with, you know, especially if you are doing something new, you think, I want this to be as good as possible, but it sounds like it's it's really important to maybe sometimes take that leap and know that yeah. you can't just work on it forever, that it's, like you said, 80% is good enough for right now. Right. The, the phrase I always like is, done is better than perfect. But are there certain times you would say when maybe someone should really commit or make a priority learning a new behavior? Like for instance, I'm thinking you've recently got a promotion and you're like, okay, I need to step these things up. Are those also, are there other certain times when people should look into those new behaviors? Well, I would say definitely in a new job or role, you might want to say what skills do, I think that I'm going to need to be successful in this job but that I don't have. And another time might be that where you're not, maybe say you interview here for a job and you didn't get it. So then I think you need to turn internally, like why didn't I get this job? Is it a technical skill I don't have? Is it a soft skill that I don't have? And if you can't identify that yourself, I always tell people, turn to your network, turn to some trusted peer, maybe a trusted supervisor, someone that you can tell that you applied for this job and didn't get it, and ask them to help look at your skill set and decide what it is that you don't have because sometimes we can't see everything that someone else sees about us. How important is that, would you say, in this process of learning new behaviors, finding someone that you can trust to ask these questions? I think it's important. Um, I do think there are times when you know that you have a behavior that needs change. Um, you might be working on something and feeling like you don't have either the right network or the right skill set. But there's other times when you can't see that and you need help. Um, and so I always encourage people to reach out. You know who the people are that are, I always tell people, you know, when you go shopping and someone says, oh, that looks great, like everything looks great. That's not the person to go to. You want to go to the person who, when you're shopping with, they say, yeah, that outfit doesn't look great on you. That's the person that's gonna tell you the truth about what needs to change to move forward. And I always tell people, the most important thing when you're getting constructive criticism is to be open to it. Don't, uh, it's sort of human nature to, to immediately get defensive, to say, well, well, this and this, and here's my excuse. What you need to do is take a deep breath, be prepared for the feedback, and take some notes and just jot down everything that the person is telling you because even if you don't feel like it's true, if it's somebody else's perception of you, it is their truth. And so what you need to do is you need to figure out how to change other people's perceptions. And taking really good notes and deciding sort of a game plan on other people's perception is a way that you can get that done. Yeah, sometimes for me, it's I actually have to literally bite my tongue not to, you know, give my excuses back to the person because for everything they say, I want to respond with why I'm doing something, but that's not the time and place for that. So what would you say to someone who wants to learn their new behaviors but aren't sure where to start, what they should do? What advice do you have for them? So I would say, I would um, ask people to say, where do you want to be in five years? And to come up with a game plan of, you know, what are the steps along the way to get to your version of success? 
and then to assess whether you have the skills to make those steps or whether you need to gain those skills. And again, if you don't know if you have the skills, reach out and get a trusted advisor to help you along the way. And then once you have that mapped out, you can't just put that in a drawer and forget about it. What you really need to do is make sure that you're working the plan. Um, I tell people to put a reminder in once a month or once a week um, and actually to block out time on your calendar to work on the things that you need to do to get to your goal. Change is hard. You need to be persistent. Um, and it's not how many times you try to change your behavior. It's the fact that you get back up and keep at it. And if you're persistent, you'll get to the goals that you set for yourself. Thank you to Lori for taking the time to speak with us more about how learning new behaviors can help get you to where you want to be in your career. What do you think of the episode? You can let me know at jsalerno, J-S-A-L-E-R-N-O, at ohiocpa.com. And please rate and review us on whatever podcast app you're using. We love to hear your feedback. Thanks for listening.